Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast where we bring stories and strategies supporting wholesale living for TCKs uh, all around the world. Joining us today is a, another podcaster, um, expat consultant, coach, um, I would say psychologist too. I don't know if that's in your title or not, but well, backgrounds, yeah, backgrounds uh, in occupational psychology. Sure, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Louise Wiles, uh, welcome to TCK Care. Hello, lovely to be here. Yeah, Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, very good. Um, Louise, on this podcast, I always have to ask every TCK's favorite question, which is, Louise, where are you from? Aha, uh-huh. well, actually, that's quite an easy one for me. For me, I have been listening to some of your previous episodes, and yeah, no, I realize for a lot of people that's quite a difficult one, but I am from the UK. Um, I, I've, I've lived my life as a child. Well, actually, I did spend two years as a child in the, in the States, um, but the rest of the time I, I grew up in the UK, so I do see myself as, as British. Mm. Very cool. Hey, two years can be a long time. Maybe, maybe that's part of your uh, TCK... Uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Maybe that's part of the TCK um, authority that you carry with you. There you go. <laughs> Perhaps, but my children have, we've lived abroad as an, as an adult, I've lived abroad for oh, 12, 12 years. So mm. yeah, my children grew up abroad, so they are TCKs. Yeah. Okay, very cool. So is that how you got into the whole expat um, coaching, counseling type focus? Absolutely, yes. Yes, okay, yes. Very cool. So I, I, I used to work in training and development and um I mean, that, that has an international element to it because I worked for a French insurance company, so I did quite a lot of training in France and in the UK. But then we moved to Madrid and I retrained as a, did a, an occupied degree, a master's in occupational psychology and focused on the experience of expats in my dissertation. So that's, yeah. I think when I moved to Madrid, I'd never heard of the word expats probably and never really thought about it as a thing as and as a, as a topic. Um, certainly not TCKs either, but... That's where I started, yeah, wow. doing research and understanding the challenges and the opportunities and the, the wonderful world of global mobility. Yeah. yeah, that's fascinating that you went from perhaps never even encountering the word expat to now you have a business around um, helping expats <laughs> thrive, right? And you've written um, yeah. the book Thriving Abroad um, and you have yes. you know Thriving yeah. Abroad podcast and stuff like that so that's yeah, very cool yeah, yeah. the ironic thing is my husband is a tck he grew up abroad for the first 11 years of his life he was in three different countries um didn't ever come back to well he used to come back to the uk perhaps occasionally for a holiday but he grew up outside of the uk so he is a tck um yeah yeah hmm. and i think it's his wonderlust that took us away abroad you know that's what, okay as an adult meant yeah yeah <laughs> Being married to a TCK, I feel like that's going to be like another episode on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, although he didn't know he was a TCK until I started doing this work. Oh, really? He didn't know it was a thing. No. no, Interesting. He'd never really given it any thought whatsoever. So, So, speaking of TCKs, Louise, I wanted to ask you, (laughs) I am really excited to have this discussion with you. I love talking to people who have um, experience around expats who have experienced this personally or even work with them. Um, I feel like there's always a good 
nugget of wisdom, chunk of advice, um, that sort of thing. Obviously, you've put a lot of thought into this. You've done a lot of research. Um, you've even created a lot of content around what it takes to thrive abroad. And so I wanted to ask you, uh, what are some of the key points to think about for um, thriving abroad? Okay. Um, I think there are many. Um, or sometimes sometimes I think it's quite simple. I don't know. Um, I think there are some people who would say, yeah, just go and do it and get on with it. And then others who would say, prepare really well and think about it before you go. So it depends, I guess, on your personality type and, and you know, what you're like in that sense. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're, you're thinking about relocating and you're not sure, then you want to be thinking about your why behind it or, um, you know, what, what is it that draws you to this experience? Um, you know, is it, for, for many of the people I work with, it's a, a job, a work role, you know, they're relocating for their employee, but then they're often taking a partner with them who is going because of that, but there needs to be something more than just following to be part of that. So, yeah, thinking about your why for for, for for deciding to go and being clear that you're making a choice, um, you know, having some sense of autonomy about the reason for going and, and for that choice, um, not doing it because you feel you should or you're expected to, but because you want to. Because as we all know, um, anyone who's relocated, we know there are ups and downs and that it's, um, yeah, it's a challenging experience. So mm -hmm. definitely that would be my first thing. Um, and yeah, so just have have clarity around why you're doing it, um, and perhaps a vision for what you want it to lead to. Um, although often that's quite difficult because if you've never moved before abroad before, it's difficult to define what that might be. So, um, but you know, be open open to the opportunity and to the experience. Hmm. I imagine that um, knowing your why and making making it a personal choice makes it a lot easier to deal with the, the ups and the downs because if it's something that like you're doing it out of a sense of expectation, then like, what's the point? And when it gets hard, um, then like, it's something that was, it's a hardness that was forced upon you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I can think of times, times when I, well, actually times when I probably even said it myself, you know, I'm here, I'm here because of my husband's job. Um, that's very disempowering. And I've heard people say, I'm here because the company sent me. That's also not particularly empowering. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, having clarity about why you're doing it. Um, I think you know, there are always downtimes. And so in those downtimes, if you know why you made the decision to, to do what you're doing, you can look back at that and, and remind yourselves of why you're there. So I can think of you know several moves we made where, you know, after two or three months, we'd sit there and why, on the, you know, what were we thinking of? This isn't actually turning out as we expected. But then we would go back to, well, yeah, what was it we were wanting to achieve? And, you know, you know long, give ourselves time to settle in. You know, don't, don't, don't jack it all in after two months, generally, I would say. Um, but, you know, remind yourself about why you're there and, and keep, you know, have a vision, perhaps, for the first year about what you're wanting to achieve, the experiences and so on. Um, really important, yeah. Mm. So it sounds like you're talking a little bit about just having goals in place. Um, not only that you are moving abroad, but also that there's something specific that you want to get out of that experience. Yeah, I think, um, 
yes, yeah, certainly for I think, I think if you do if you're moving with a company and a company is sending you, then there's going to be clarity there. Hopefully, <laughs> if not, then you probably need to be asking some questions about why they're sending you there because it um, there needs to be a, a, a rational, I guess, reason for for that to be happening. Um, but certainly, I can think of times in my life where I haven't had that clarity about what I wanted to be doing, and it's left me with a void really. When we first moved to Spain, to Madrid, I gave up my corporate career and went to live in Spain with my husband who was working. And I, the first four or five months, I can remember just thinking, oh, this is just fantastic. You know, I can choose what I want to do. And I was having language lessons and I was really enjoying Madrid and spending some time with friends, getting to the gym. And then I remember it was about the sixth or seventh month mark and I just hit a wall and thought, actually you know what am I going to do with my life I was only 30 29 30 at that point you know and it, I, I need more much more than and being at home my husband was working really long hours so I at that point realized I needed to get real about it all and, and set myself some goals and and decide what I was going to do with the rest of my life hence <laughs> <the> studying <laughs> eventually but <laughs> yeah mm, that's good yeah you know, I think of um, I think of the classic TCK phenomenon of growing wings or roots, um, as I think I heard Michelle Phoenix say that uh, TCKs often come out of a, a global mobility context and say that was awesome and I want to do it forever, and so they grow wings and so they and they keep traveling. You know, um, and I think yeah. that um, a TCK's ability to adapt to different cultures and different places can be a real skill and a real asset, especially for companies that right that need to send people overseas um, to get a job done. Um, they're going to have a greater sense of uh, familiarity and comfort in that environment, and probably be just more successful in general. Um, but I think yeah. it also it can also oh, oh sorry, go on. Well, I, I was, that was another thing I was going to say about, you know, thinking about if, if you're wanting to relocate. So if we're talking about TCKs as, as they become adults and wanting to move or thinking, do we want to continue this mobile life and continue to move? Um, as you say, I mean, companies are, yeah, absolutely looking for that a range of skills that, that hopefully TCKs have and recognise in themselves. And they are their strengths. Um, not only will they provide the strong foundations for creating successful relocations themselves, but they also will be incredibly valuable in, in organisations um, and in the, work, in the workplace. So, you know, and that's what I see over and over again in terms of you know, cultural awareness and intelligence, you know, that is something that they have grown up with and is so ingrained in them um, and so valuable and appreciated. Um, and also that self-awareness that you kind of, you, you generate when you're living this kind of life because you do reflect on how you are behaving in different scenarios and cultures and so on. Mm. Um, but, you know, openness and flexibility and, um, you know, resilience, even no knowing that you can get through things, um, tough times when you first arrive, perhaps, and you're settling in, knowing that you will settle. You know, I think for some people you've never moved before, and they're feeling unsettled they're not sure you know they don't they don't have that understanding that actually i will settle it will calm down i will you know um feel comfortable uh and um yeah and, and things like the importance of relationship building you know 
I think DCKs know how valuable it is to have good relationships with people. Um, if you've never moved before and you've never had to make new friendships, um, if you've always lived in the same area, you know, I'm back in the UK now, and that's one of the things that my children comment on in, with their friends at school. Some of them have been in the same school since they were two. They have never had to make new friends in the way my kids have had to make new friends. And so, you know, I think my, my kids have a whole load of skills and flexibility around that that these other kids probably don't have. Um, just awareness that, you know, some, how it feels to be new. Um, my youngest daughter goes and she she has this thing that she picks up all the new arrivals and she you know I've noticed I don't know I've never actually pointed it out to her but her friendship group is made up of new arrivals since she arrived because when mm -hmm. she sees a new one she's there wanting to help them and support them um so I think those are all really important skills and you know something that any third culture kid you know who is wondering about their future, then take time to really think about those areas and how you feel about your strengths in those areas and how you can articulate them if you're looking for jobs <laughs> with examples and <laughs> you know, all the things you're going to get asked for in an interview. <laughs> but sure. really powerful. Yeah. So sort of um, giving yourself an honest assessment of some of those skills that are so important for global mobility and um, yeah, having yeah. a sense of self-awareness. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, they're important for global mobility for the roles that you're likely to undertake in an organisation, but they're also really important for your own ability to manage change. So, you know, if international relocation is a change experience and process, so you have those skills and, and then you can apply them to other change situations as well. So if you're working in an organisation, that is facing a lot of change, then you probably are a very strong candidate for helping to support that organization through change using these valuable skills. Mm, that's a good point. It's nice to know that um, the skills you pick up from global mobility do have other applications to them. And it's not only in changing your geographical location that these skills come in handy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I think of, you know, career, like we're talking about careers and changes that can happen within infrastructure and stuff like that. Also changes of um, lifestyle, uh, changes of life phases, right? Uh, changing from um, school to university to um, career, that sort of thing. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. To any transition, you know, you have been through those, that, that process as a TCK perhaps many times. And so thinking through how you handle that change and that transition and then applying that knowledge to other transitions. Yes. Powerful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we've talked a little bit about considering your why and taking that into account, um, setting goals uh, for the experience that you want to have, um, developing a sense of self-awareness and just uh, um, assessing your own capability at handling transition and at staying healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, were there other um, key points for thriving abroad? Um, I think recognizing what change is, and that you know, I, I think, and I think, you know, TCKs definitely will understand this because they've been through it themselves. But for the people who've not perhaps moved before, I 
we can often have rose-tinted spectacles about it, you know, given this opportunity and asked to relocate and you go, oh, this is the answer to all my problems and life is going to be just, yeah, peachy from now on. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's probably not going to be the case, really. Um, and and any change process is, a, is a, I always talk about it as a mess and the magic, you know, so it's going to mm. be messy at times. And it will also be really magic at other times. Um, and that, that's the highs and the lows, which any expat TCK will recognise, I'm quite sure. Um, but if you've not moved before, you need someone to tell you that. And I'm not so much talking about culture shock, but I mean, culture shock is part of it, obviously. But that recognising that this is a change process, which you will manage yourself through, that it takes time, um, to get through it, that there will be things you miss about your previous location, and um, you know, and in in the expat world and in the literature, the TCK literature, we talk about grief and you know, um, and and being open to that. I think that's one thing that's hit me probably more as I've relocated as a parent than it did when I was relocating just. You know, as an adult, but without kids, um, is watching them and their transition, and having to cope with their sadness at you know friends leaving or us leaving, um, and that that has always been very real. And I, I've, I think I've been very grateful that I've read what I've read and understood what I've understood about how to deal with it. Because uh, yeah, if I'm talking, yes, we're talking about you're a parent listening to this and you're relocating with your kids then really important to give them the time and the space to to share their emotions about it also and the emotions from kid to kid will be different you know I, I know I've got friends whose kids you know one kid will be over the moon about a move and love it and embrace it and the other you know hit depression and be you find it and experience it in a totally different way so it's important to be open to that potential differences between um, your children and between the children and yourself because you know as adults we can rationalize a lot of things as adults we have a perspective on international experience that younger kids don't you know they you know depending on the age of your children you know they perhaps can't you know, wouldn't know how to process the whole thought of of moving it's not been something they've experienced before so they're coming at it from a different perspective completely and so it's really important that we listen to them. And um, you know, that's something that we moved back to the UK five years ago. And it's interesting because I think for all of us, that was a tougher move than others. And it took my children different amounts of time to adjust and to settle back into their life here. And also me, so I was so focused on them um, for the first few months, I didn't really think about me and my process and and I found suddenly hitting rock bottom about three months after we got back and realized it was you know, a reaction to I was like oh so this this grief thing does really happen <laughs> and um yeah I had to work my way through it but actually it was good because then I could sit and talk to my children about it saying yeah I know exactly how you're feeling because I'm feeling that way too and mm. it's part and parcel of it and we will get through this and mm. and you do get through it um and it's really important to recognize it as a part of it though and to articulate it mm. for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I really appreciate that you're saying that um 
you know, uh, for parents, especially having that sense of self-awareness that um, you are going through a lot and with every transition comes loss, with every loss comes grief. And so that's natural and, you know, to be expected. Um, but then grieving itself is a process, right? And so being aware of mm-hmm. the process of grief um, or the, the presence of grief, but also the process of grief that, yes, there's going to be grief there and um, grief sort of requires its own expression from you. Um, and you need to you need to pay that, and um, there's a process that you have to go through in order to complete the grieving uh, cycle. And so I really yeah. appreciate that you're speaking yeah. into that. And then going back to what you were saying earlier about um, TCKs being excited about the transition, like you know, oh, my company is telling me that I have to move, and this is really exciting because I was getting bored and these relationships are kind of stagnating and but now I get to like change everything so now my problems are going to be over are there any <laughs> TCKs listening to this podcast besides me who find that a little bit convicting because oh my goodness Louise that's yeah that's so true um yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah I think yours <laughs> in the context you're talking about being aware of change and what change is and that sort of ties into this whole like be aware of your own grief process and stuff but I think um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into change, both good and bad, right? Um, and so oh, yes. being aware yes. of yeah. all of all yeah. of that and being honest about all of that. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Absolutely right. And I think, yeah, being honest and open about it and as a, as a parent, modeling that for your child as well, because that's a really valuable life lesson, isn't it, really? Oh, um, yeah also not doing it all for them because of course you want to you want to go and put a sticky plaster on them you go and say yeah I could sort it for you I can make you friends no you can't make them friends I mean my daughter well my eldest daughter for her first term spent most of her lunch breaks and breaks in the library because she didn't have any friends Mm. and that broke my heart but she's fine she is a five years on she's a confident happy girl with lots of friends and she now laughs about that time so Mm -hmm. if there's any parent out there struggling with that you know something like that and I think yeah what could I have done to make it different you know we didn't we let her work on it um I, I, I I don't know what I could have done anyway if I really think about it but it it, it was tough for her, it was tough for us to listen to it, but actually now we will laugh about it. And I think it probably taught her something about her own resilience and ability to just keep on keeping on. And she did. And she yeah. got there in the end, you know, friends, and she's, she's perfectly happy. But yeah. it's, yeah. So I think for parents, you want to be there making it better for them. Um, but sometimes the best thing you can do is let them find their own way. I mean, they're obviously to support and to listen, but you can't do it for them. Mm. That's the hard lesson, I think, in in international relocation as a parent. Mm. You can't mow the route, you can't mow the lawn for them. It's a nice little path to say, walk along that and it will be (laughs) easy. (laughs) That's profound, though. You said that, you know, you let your daughter work through that um struggle and while it broke your heart at the time it um Mm. reinforced her own sense of resilience and accomplishments perhaps uh, maybe a little bit of autonomy um and it's all about one powerful thing she said to me afterwards about it was and she was talking to her sister at the time actually and her sister was talking about friends and what have and she said you know Izzy 
one of the things you need to learn is you need to learn to be happy with yourself and you know happy with your own company and then everything else you know is is great and you do everything else but as long as you can you know be happy with yourself then that's your life it will always be all right come on preach <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that hmm and perhaps that's a big part of realizing what change is, right? In that, like, um, change isn't a change isn't a problem solver if it's something you're looking forward to, and change isn't the end of the world if it's something that you're not looking forward to. Um, being happy with yourself through it all um, can probably yes. get get yeah. you through a lot. You know, as we're as we're winding down on our time, Louise. Uh, typically, I end the podcast by asking for. Uh, nugget of wisdom on uh, living uh, living abundantly, living a whole life. Um, however, for this particular episode, I feel like that's sort of what we've been speaking to this whole time. And so I wanted to um, just come at you with a question that I was not planning on asking you before, so I apologize. <laughs> but um, two questions, actually. Number one is, uh, what other resources are out there to support... Um, to support people who are in this process of global nobility, whether that's reading or courses or um, organizations um, that you're aware of that people can look to? Oh, well, I, have you heard of Families in Global Transition, presumably? Yes, I yeah. have, but please do, so, do. Yeah. So I, I'm quite involved in that. In the UK, there's a UK affiliate, which I'm one of the co-chairs for, and also I do stuff for the main board, no, I'm not a board member, but I help one of the board members. So I've been very involved for the last five or six years, but they have a, such a range of resources online um, for families in transition. So I definitely say if you're if someone relocating with children and you're looking for information about how best to support them, that would be a really good good place to start. Um, books, oh, there are many books. Go to the expat bookstore and there's many there. Um, I'm trying to think what other resources. Um, I mean, there are many companies and sort of counselling um, centres and, and people like me who coach and support um, individuals who are relocating or families. So um, if you go to Families in Global Transition, you'll definitely come across a lot of them there because, yeah. Mm, good. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And okay. then the other question <laughs> is, for TCKs who really want to travel and who are looking for a good excuse, not saying that there are any out there, but say hypothetically, there's a TCK who would just <laughs> like to travel and see the world, but would like to get paid to do so. Uh, what would be some ideal jobs for TCKs who want to travel the world? Oh, um... Well, I think a lot of companies these days have rotational programs for graduates, graduate rotational programs, where they'll move you from site to site, function to function. Um, so that would perhaps be one opportunity. Um, teaching a language and moving around teaching that language. That's what I did in Madrid. That was my first kind of move into something else. So I did my teaching English as a foreign language qualifications and and taught. So that's a really useful qualification. If you're, if, if I suppose, depends what your motivation is. Are you motivated by the travel more than the 
the job and the, vaca the, the vacation, then you know you want a, a job that will facilitate the travel. So yeah, working for um, NGOs, I suppose, um, charities, voluntary organisations that facilitate and enable you to travel. Um, but if you're wanting to develop your career and you want your career to also facilitate some travel, then you're perhaps wanting to look at how to get into graduate schemes with um, big organisations that um, do regularly move their employees around. That's very cool. The other way is to be a self-initiated expat and do it all yourself. So basically, you, know, you decide which country you want to go to. And then once you're there, you look for... Um, work and hopefully a work visa with it um so or you you look for it before you go and and then with the job comes the work visa so that's another way to do it yeah mm. yeah good and for those people who are going to take us up on this and look for something that's going to take them abroad or perhaps people who have already done that and they've jumped in the deep end they're living overseas um, and they'd like some extra support. How can they get a hold of you, Louise? Right, well, it's quite easy. My email is louise at louisewiles.com. Um, so just email me, louise at louisewiles.com, or you'll find me on LinkedIn um, on my website, which is also louisewiles.com, or Thriving okay. Abroad, which is my podcast and the name of my book, and there's a website, thrivingabroad.com. So any of those methods. Very good. Thank you. And I'll be sure to include uh, some links for that stuff as well as um, links to Families in Global Transition um, if you're on tckcare.com. Um, so if you're listening from your podcast app, uh, just head over to tckcare.com um, and I'll have links for all of this stuff for you um, and more, possibly. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Louise, for taking the time to speak to Global Mobility, um, to share some of your story and um just the wisdom that you bring to the table. I really appreciate hearing from that. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been TCK Care, the podcast with your host, Stephen Black, and special guest for today, Louise Wiles. Hope you've enjoyed listening to the show as much as I've enjoyed making it. I would encourage you to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. Be sure to leave me a rating and review on your podcast listening platform. Go to tckcare.com slash give to make a donation so that I can keep doing what I do. And go to tckcare.com slash connect reach out to me let me know what you thought of this episode and let me know if you'd be interested in sharing um, about what you do for the tck community or perhaps sharing your story thanks for listening i'll see you next week